You don't need to be perfect to be a good communicator. You can have strong, excellent communication skills and also just be really imperfect in your confidence. Mindset is really breaking out of those patterns that have you skewing towards this negative belief of yourself that isn't true, helping you unwind that so that then over time, you can see your actual capabilities, you can see what's actually there. It is through doing that, that you're finally able to have the confidence to go for what you really want. Welcome to The Art of Speaking Up a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik, and my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible. I'm so excited that you're here. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for tuning in. If you're new here, hi, my name is Jess. I'm the host of this podcast. I've been hosting this show since 2018, and I started it because I used to have a corporate career. These days, I'm a career coach. But when I was in my corporate career, I had such struggle with feeling very alone and alienated and isolated in my struggles. And I always felt so confused about how no one was talking about the things that felt so hard in their professional lives. And I had this extreme curiosity of like, are other women feeling the way that I am feeling? Like, are other women struggling to feel confident, struggling to feel good about themselves, questioning themselves, getting sucked into like spirals of like negativity and self-criticism and self-judgment and... I honestly spent a long time thinking that it was just me and that for most people, like work was just easy and okay and normal because that's how it looks on the outside when you kind of look around in your work environment. And I started this show, one, out of curiosity to see like if I shared my story and my experience, were other women going to relate to it? And two, because I really wanted to normalize struggle and having low moments and feeling negative and feeling unworthy and feeling stuck and frustrated. I wanted to normalize all those things and not just normalize them, but help you see that even with all of those things present, you can pursue whatever it is you want in your career. Those things are not a sign or a signal or, you know, a symbol that something is wrong, that you can't have the things that you want. They're just a sign that you're growing and you're being stretched. And I really believe with all these struggles around confidence and believing in yourself, I believe we can grow and change through them. I've seen it in my own journey. I've seen it with my clients. I've seen it with women who listen to the show and will write me a note sharing how they've changed. The stuckness that we experience, it's just not permanent, right? It's just not where we're going to be forever. Now, we have to put the work in, and it's not always easy to get unstuck, and sometimes it requires a lot of effort and commitment. Sometimes you can't do it alone. Sometimes you actually need help. You need a coach. You need a mentor. You need someone to guide you through it. It's different for everyone. It's not always easy. It can take time, but it's absolutely possible. And for me, that's a huge relief because what that means is me and you and all of us, we can build the careers we want. We can build the confidence we want. We can become the leaders and the women that we want to be if we are willing to work at it. And that's what this show is intended to help you do. 
This is going to be the second to last episode of this season. So season six has gone on forever. I don't even know how long this season has been. But next week is going to be the season six finale, which I'm really excited about. And I'm looking forward to you hearing that finale. I'm going to be sharing something that I wrote with you along this theme of feeling broken and feeling like the only one who's struggling. I wrote an essay reflecting on some of my experience of that feeling of alienation in my corporate career, and I'm going to be sharing it with you as the season six finale, so I absolutely cannot wait. In today's episode, what I am talking about is your path to growth, your path to leadership, your path to building an unstoppable career. I was reflecting and spending time thinking about like, What is the full roadmap of pieces that if you have these pieces in place, you will get where you want to go in your career? It will become impossible for you not to succeed. As I was reflecting on this question, the answer was actually really crystal clear to me because it's reflected in my coaching and my philosophies and so much of the work that I do. And I wanted to walk you through it because I think it'll be a really helpful and motivating blueprint for you to see where you're really, really strong and where you have strengths and gifts and talents that are really working for you and really helping you grow and where the areas where you want to grow and develop and where the areas where if you grow in those areas and if you close those gaps, I don't even want to call them gaps. I feel like gaps has a negative connotation. But where are the areas where if you build that muscle, you build that strength, you build that new capability, you will become so much more effective and unstoppable in your role and in your career. And I came up with three things. And to me, these are all encompassing. If you have these and these are in place, these are all you need to achieve the growth that you want to achieve. Now, that doesn't mean these things are easy, right? If these things were easy, I would be out of a job. Women wouldn't need to hire me as their career coach to help me with these things. These things are hard, but damn, they are worth it. They are worth it because when you put in the effort, the thing that you get on the other side is a career that you enjoy. And we spend more than half of our lives in our jobs, in our careers. So when we invest in the confidence, the skills that we need to feel strong and capable and solid in our jobs, when we invest in that, we have a better experience, not only because we're growing and we attain higher positions, but because we feel more confident and less stressed and our entire quality of life goes up, right? Our experience in the workplace deeply affects our quality of life. And so as we grow in the areas where we feel shaky, the areas that cause us distress, the areas that we feel are holding us back, as we grow in those areas, not only will you see benefits in terms of advancing more quickly and experiencing professional growth, but you're probably just going to be overall more content and more peaceful in your life because When things at work feel unsatisfying or when you feel like you're not performing at your full potential or you're not on the career path you want or you're not expressing your gifts and talents at work and in meetings, it it impacts how you feel. It impacts how enjoyable it is. And it can create a lot of extra layers of work feeling really heavy and icky. Whereas when you have that inner security within yourself and you feel strong and solid and confident, your whole experience at work changes. And I've loved watching this with clients. I think one of the coolest things to see in my journey of supporting women in this growth is when we're kind of reflecting on all of the progress they've made in their professional life 
And then they start to share with me the areas in which like completely separate areas of their lives that we haven't worked on in our coaching have changed, right? Like that their relationship or their marriage is feeling easier because they're experiencing so much less stress in their day-to-day job, right? Or that they have finally the energy and the confidence to focus on like dreams and hobbies outside of work because work isn't so all-consuming and consuming all of their energy. So what I'm going to share with you in this episode, it's hard work. It takes a lot of effort. It's not like a quick fix or a hack, but it's worth it. It is totally worth it. And I'm so excited to dive in. So the four areas where if you master these areas, you will become unstoppable, unfreaking stoppable in your career are one, execution, two, communication, three, mindset, and four, leadership. Now, I consider these four things basically just buckets of skills. So there are different kinds of skills that you have, and I bucket them in these buckets because these are distinct categories that I feel are very separate from one another. So I'm going to walk you through each one, share some thoughts and some nuggets of advice to kind of help you see where you're at with these and give you some steps to begin the growth process on these. And then we'll wrap things up together. So the first one is execution. This is really, really straightforward. Execution is just the day-to-day of what you do in your job. It's like your day-to-day, you know, if you're a marketer, you're putting together marketing plans and executing marketing campaigns. If you're a strategist, you're putting together strategy decks and coming up with growth strategies for your company. If you're an engineer, you're writing lines of code. If you're a product manager, you're creating visions for what the product could be and you're partnering with the other teams to make the product come to life. Life, right? So execution is the core, the core skills and activities that are very specific to your role and your function. And this is going to be different for everyone, right? I have such a mixed base of listeners. I was going to say women who listen to this show, but 20% of my audience is male, which I find really interesting. Very few men have revealed themselves to me by like reaching out. So I actually have interacted with very few. But anyway. What I meant to say before I went on that tangent is just that you all do very different things. Some of you are doctors, some of you are lawyers, some of you work in corporate, some of you work in government, some of you work in education. Like I literally have listeners of this podcast who are all across the map. Execution are just the skills that are very specific to the function that you do. And of course, I don't really talk about those on this show because it's very specific to your job. And that's not really what I do as a career coach. And obviously, it would be impossible to like cover all of that. I really work in my coaching and in my show and in everything that you consume from me. I work on the other three. So execution is unique to your job, but communication skills, mindset, and leadership are pretty much relevant if your job involves interacting with other humans who are also part of your organization, right? whether you're at the same company, right? Or a lot of my clients are in the medical field and they interact with other doctors, right? So it doesn't have to be literally in a corporation because I know many of you work in professional structures that look different. But if you do something where you interact with other humans as part of your career, then communication, mindset, and leadership are all relevant for you. 
So I'm going to walk through those and spend less time on execution, like I said, because it's so specific to each person. But let's talk about communication, my favorite skill. Communication is your ability to clearly show people the work that you are doing. And this can sound really obvious and basic, but there's some really important pieces that I want to highlight about communication. When you do your job and when we do our jobs, we don't work, especially like I said, if you work with people, if you work in a company, if you have coworkers, we don't work in a void. If we did work in a void, communication wouldn't matter. But because we work with other people, we need people to see what we are doing and to understand what we are doing. And especially, we need people who sit at the level above us in the organization to see and understand what we're doing if upward mobility is important to us. Because the way that those people are going to understand what you're contributing, what your skills are, and what your value is in the organization is through your ability to communicate that to them. They are very busy. They are managing a lot of people. They have a lot of stuff on their minds. So they have very little mental capacity to be spending time figuring out what you're doing and proactively thinking about what you're doing. If they're a really good manager, They'll spend some time doing that, but even a really good manager cannot be as close to your work as you. And so communication plays a lot of functions in your role, but the function that I want to highlight in this episode is that communication, one of the functions that it plays is to create clarity, transparency, and visibility around your unique contributions towards the people above you to help the people above you see have visibility, be very clear on what you are doing. When they are clear on what you are doing, you get more credit for it. And this isn't just through you, you know, taking credit for your accomplishments, right? Although that's really important for you to be communicating what you're achieving and what you're accomplishing so that higher-ups understand the value you're creating. But even just through your meetings, the clearer your content is, the clearer your leadership of the meeting is, the clearer you are about what it is you're doing, the easier it is for people to internalize, remember, and understand what it is that you do, what is the unique contribution that you bring. So I really want you to think of communication as showing people your hard work, whether it's in a one-on-one professional development conversation with your manager or whether it's in a meeting where you're getting a working team together to kick off a project, you are showing people your work through communication. When you're in those rooms and in those meetings, you're usually not doing the actual work. That's usually happening at your desk, at your computer. Occasionally, a meeting could be more of like a working session where work is being done. But the majority of meetings, we're talking about work that either was done in the past or is going to be done. And so through the way that you talk about that work, you are showing people what has been done and what will be done. And the more powerfully and effectively you are able to do that, the more they see you and see the work that you do and feel impressed by it. The amount that they can feel impressed by it will always be connected to how effectively you communicate it to them. And that's why I think meetings, especially the meetings that you lead, the meetings that are connected to your projects are so important because it's where you're taking the stage and you're being like, bitches, this is my stuff. 
everyone look at my stuff. And that's why it's so important to bring that strong, commanding, powerful presence to your meetings because that's where you show people that you're leading. That's where you show people the impact of the work that you're doing. And communication is in service of more than just showing people what you're doing, right? Communication helps you with the actual getting the work done because the clearer you explain things to people, the easier it is to get things done. Communication helps you manage your team because the clearer you can explain things to your team, the clearer they can get things done, right? So it plays so many different functions in your role. But when I think about this show, well, I guess this show is designed to support you in a lot of different ways. But one of the big things I think about with this show, like one of the big missions and results that I want for the women who listen to this show, for the women that I work with, is for them to elevate in their careers and elevate in their roles. And communication is so important in making that happen. And you might have seen this happen before, and I know this is something that I hear a lot from my clients, is that they're not getting enough credit for their work and they're not advancing in their organization. And it's not because the work isn't good. It's because their presence in meetings isn't accurately communicating the quality of their work. There's a mismatch between the incredible work that they're doing and then what they're bringing to the meeting room. And because of that mismatch, then higher-ups don't have that confidence or that readiness to say, all right, like we are ready to support you. And so this is this is one of those things that can be really hard, right? Because it sucks and it's annoying to feel like you're really good at your job, but then meetings are a little bit more challenging for you and so you're not getting credit. But you also have to remember that as you advance, meetings become more and more critical. And the actual execution, like the day-to-day execution of your work becomes less and less critical because as you advance, you hire more and more people to do the execution for you. And you are the one who is showing up in the meetings, managing the relationships, keeping people updated, navigating across the organization. So over time, your career pivots from being very focused on execution to actually much more focused on communication and much more time spent in rooms with people versus time spent like cranking out work and cranking out documents, you know, on your computer or by yourself. And so communication is the second one. And one thing that I want to share with you, if you struggle with communication and you're like, oh my gosh, this is an area where I need to be stronger. I'm not, I'm not showing people my talents and it's slowing me down in my organization. If I could tell you one thing about this, well, first of all, there's a whole archive of podcast episodes about this, so listen to all of them. But the one thing that I would really want to convey to you in this episode is just that you don't need to be perfect to be a good communicator. You can have strong, excellent communication skills and also just be really imperfect in your confidence, right? Like you can feel nervous, you can feel doubtful, you can experience shakes, you can experience jitters, like all of these things can be present and none of them are actually blockers to you being a powerful, effective communicator. And I think this is so important because I think it's really easy to assume oh, if I want to become really effective at communication, then I need to be perfect and I can never feel nervous and I can never like shrink away in those meeting rooms. The truth is that effective communication is much more about your audience than it is about you. When your audience feels satisfied and they're getting what they want, they don't care as much 
about whether you're a little bit nervous or whether something was a little bit imperfect, right? What you're really trying to do is speak to your audience in a way that makes them interested, in a way that is clear for them, in a way that is easy for them to understand. And if all of those things are present, you have a little bit of a margin for error where you don't need to show up perfectly. And the beautiful thing is that as you show up imperfectly, and you start to learn that people can still respond very positively to your communication, even if you're not feeling 100% confident, then your confidence grows because the pressure goes down because you realize you don't need to be this crazy fantasy of perfection that you're trying to be. This is what happened in my career. I am someone who being in groups of people, it's gotten way better for me, but it's not something that I was naturally comfortable in. And sometimes even in the present, I struggle with it and I feel nervous and my confidence wanes. But what happened with me in my corporate career is I got so good at communicating clearly and effectively and putting together my meetings and my content and my materials in a way that deeply resonated with my audience and was super easy and effective for them to consume. I got so good at that that they began to become impressed by that. And then that took the pressure off because I was like, okay, my stuff is going to be really good. So like, I don't need to worry if I feel a little bit nervous. And then because I had that inner confidence and that inner security, then like the confidence piece started to catch up with it because I was like, okay, like people are responding well to my stuff and it's okay if I feel nervous and it's okay if I feel a little bit imperfect. And there was like a letting go that happened. And because I let go, then the confidence came. And so I really just want you to open your mind that strong, powerful communication it doesn't need to be perfect and you can arrive at it in different ways, right? You can arrive at being that powerful woman that you want to be in that meeting room through several meetings, several months, maybe even several years of feeling really nervous and doubtful, but showing up with excellent communication and content and materials anyway. And through that, building up your confidence. And it's not to say that you can't work on your confidence as a separate piece. You absolutely can. And that's something that I help my clients with and that I talk about so much on this show, which is like the mindset piece and like learning to feel strong inside and like learning to not let doubt consume you. But what I want to emphasize is that there are so many ways to be a strong communicator. It's sort of like the difference between cooking and baking. Like with baking, you need to be more precise. And if you put the wrong amount of like baking powder or whatever, your thing isn't going to rise. But like with cooking, you can double the garlic and put half the oil. Like you can do what you want and it can still taste really good. And that's how communication is. Communication is like cooking, not like baking. Now, of course, if you're a five-star Michelin chef, is your food going to taste amazing? Yes. Does Michelin even have five stars or is it three stars? I don't know. So like, yes, if you feel so badass and confident inside, is your communication going to be that much better? Of freaking course. But like, don't discount yourself from being able to make a delicious dish, right? Just because you're not perfect at communication and just because your confidence isn't 100% there. I've built a whole career, both my corporate career and my career as a coach where I do speaking events and I'm talking to groups of people. I built an entire successful career being a wildly imperfect communicator, right? You might hear me on this podcast and my clients have said, you sound so smooth and confident on the podcast. Yes, because this is a medium that I've been working at for 
nearly four years straight, week after week, I record a podcast episode. But A, this is one of the easiest spaces for me to speak because I'm here alone. And there's no one around except me and my cat, so the, the stakes are really low. And B, because I've been doing it for a hell of a long time and I've recorded a ton of these podcast episodes. And if you go back and listen to me in the early episodes, I don't sound the same as I sound on the later episodes. You can hear the growth. And so I want to use myself as an example of someone who is a wildly effective and imperfect communicator. And those two things go together beautifully. And the more that I have embraced my quirks and my flaws and my imperfections, the more confident I become, the stronger my communication gets, the better it all gets. And I want to invite you into that way of thinking too. Because I think the other way of thinking, which is like the perfectionist way, which is like I must get it perfect all the time in order to be effective, that is what keeps you stuck. That is what cranks the pressure up so high that you feel paralyzed. It's when you let go and allow yourself to be the chef who is experimenting and who is like, this is going to taste delicious, even if I forget an ingredient. When you allow yourself to be that person, that is truly when you build a confidence that is so much more lasting and so much more sustainable. <laughs> so that was a lot on communication. And if you want to deepen your communication skills, and if you want specific guidance from me on how to increase the effectiveness of your communication skills so that you are more impressive to your boss and colleagues in those meeting rooms, definitely download my free course, Speak Like a CEO. This is a course on executive communication that is going to give you three very tangible tips in a series of three videos featuring me that will help you communicate at an executive level so that what you share can land really effectively and powerfully with those around you. So that is communication. And now let's move on to number three. <laughs> number three is mindset. Here's why I'm freaking out about mindset is because I'm in a headspace right now where I'm just in awe of the quirks and weird things about human psychology and the human mind. I was recently working on a workbook for the Art of Speaking Up Academy advanced round. So I have the Art of Speaking Up Academy, which I market and advertise and enroll public-facing on this podcast. And then I have an advanced round of the Art of Speaking Up Academy, which is by invitation only, which you get invited to if you've completed the first round of the Art of Speaking Up Academy. So it's not something that like you can sign up for when, you know, outwardly here, but it is something that I offer to my clients who've completed the first round of the academy. Anyway, all of my academy students, whether it's the regular academy or the advanced round, they all get a workbook mailed to them before the program begins. And the workbook is really where they start to set their foundational goals and do the super foundational mindset work that is going to support their growth during the six months that we spend together. So <laughs> the reason I'm sharing this with you is because I just got back from being at a coffee shop this morning working on the new workbook for the advanced round of the Art of Speaking Up Academy, which I will be kicking off this week. And I was writing a section on mindset with some mindset prompts and some guidance for my clients who are in that cohort. And the thing that kept coming up as I was writing was just how weird and backwards and counterproductive and crazy our brains are. Like the reason that we need to do mindset work 
is because our brains are crazy and irrational and weird in how they operate. Like human minds are just bananas. And the the deeper I get into coaching, the more I learn about the human psyche, the more hours I spend in supervision. I do supervision for my coaching work with a clinical psychotherapist. The more I deepen my expertise and understand the human mind and the change process and mindset and coaching and how we as humans grow our confidence and evolve and change and build new capabilities, the more I am like, I cannot believe that we are wired this way and I cannot believe that we operate this way. So I think one of the best ways to explain what mindset work is and why it's so important is to first explain some of the weird, messed up shit that our brains do that that gets in our way of growth, right? So it would be great if our brains just took in the world objectively and we could look at ourselves objectively and make decisions and take actions based on the truth of who we are and the truth of what's happening around us. But our brains are are highly inaccurate in the way that they make sense of the world and in the way that they make sense of us. So part of the conundrum of being human is that so much of how we evaluate ourselves and, you know, how we think about how well we're doing is subjective. And our brains aren't very good at looking at ourselves objectively. I'll use myself as an example. My brain's just not going to be very good at being like, Jessica, you are very talented. I am so proud of how you're doing. You're doing an excellent job in your life and your career. I am so wildly proud of you. Like, that is not what my brain does. What my brain does is it's like, oh, you're awful. I can't believe you waited this long to record this podcast episode. It's going terribly. There's so many problems in your career and your business. And it it brings this intense negativity into my consciousness, right? Now, what's so important is those negative thoughts aren't true. A lot of them, most of them are actually not the truth. Like when you look at me and my career and my life, so much of what I experience internally in my internal world is false. So much of that negative stuff is false. But to me, it could feel true. And without mindset work, I will assume that it's true and I will make limiting decisions and I will engage in unnecessary amounts of suffering, not because those negative things are true, but because I'm thinking they're true, because I'm believing the illusion that they're true. Mindset work is the commitment to unwinding that. And it's really important because when we don't have a commitment to unwinding our brain's negative stories and biases and beliefs about us, they will just continue to get stronger and stronger because one of the crazy things that our brains do is instead of looking at the world objectively and being like, here's what's happening in the world, our brains will ignore things out in the world that don't already align with the beliefs that we have. (laughs) So if you have a belief that you're not good at your job, your brain is designed to ignore evidence that goes against that belief, right? And so, for example, this is something I see often with my clients. You might experience this. You, You have a belief that you are not doing well in your job. You get a performance review from your company that says you are doing very well in your job. 
and maybe for a day you feel great. And then a week later, you are back in the old belief of that you're not doing well in your job. How can that be? You just got hard evidence, hard facts <laughs> telling you that you're doing well, right? This is the fuckery of our minds. They don't operate at a very rational, objective level. So if we have negative beliefs, not only do they make us feel crappy, and not only do they cause us to, you know, like hide and not pursue the things that we want in our careers, but they remain beliefs, like they stubbornly stay in our minds because we ignore evidence that goes against them and we collect evidence that supports them. So when you get that positive performance review, a week later, your mind is like, forgotten about it completely. But let's say something bad happens at work, and I'm putting bad in quotation marks. Let's say you have a meeting, you run a meeting, and you thought it didn't go well. Your brain is going to remember that for years, right? Your brain's going to be like, see, we're not doing good. So this this stuff can be really insidious. This is why mindset work is essential, because without mindset work, you're not interrupting any of these shenanigans that are happening in your mind. And these shenanigans can and will alter the course of your career. And I want to emphasize this, not because you're not good at your job, but just because you have a human brain that does shenanigans that will often lead you down a path that doesn't reflect your true talent. So mindset work is simply your commitment to unwinding that and not allowing those patterns in your mind to go on autopilot so that you can enjoy your career more, not be weighed down by all the negative thoughts and limiting beliefs about yourself, and most importantly, pursue and choose a career path that reflects what you desire and reflects your actual level of talent and show up day to day as the version of you who sees herself accurately and who's not mired in all the mindset crap. Because the irony is like our minds say these horrible things about us. And the irony is like most of you are really, really good at what you do. The women that I work are so talented in the work that they do. So it's not even like they're just neutral or so-so at their work. They have enormous talent, deep leadership skills, like really strong capacities. So it's like, not only is your brain skewing negative, but it's like, because of that, you're not seeing so much of the value of what's actually there. And so mindset is really breaking out of those patterns that have you skewing towards this negative belief of yourself that isn't true, helping you unwind that so that then over time, you can see your actual capabilities, you can see what's actually there. And it is through doing that, that you're finally able to have the confidence to go for what you really want, right? It's like you're waking up from a haze or a bad dream and the bad dream is telling you that you're awful and you suck. And the second the bad dream is over, just like when you wake up from a bad dream, you're like relieved and you're like, oh my God, thank God I wasn't like peeing naked in front of all my coworkers or whatever your recurring nightmare is. I've definitely had one like that. But you have that feeling of relief. It's similar with mindset work where you get to a place where you're like, oh my gosh, I don't have to show up small. I don't have to not apply for the jobs that I want. I don't have to be silent in meetings. I don't have to be holding myself back at work. Like I don't have to be doing any of these things because I'm actually really, really good at my job. And when I can snap out of the fog and the negative haze long enough to realize that, I can see that I already have the talents in me that I need to build the career that I desire. And look, this doesn't mean that you might not have growth areas and it doesn't mean that you're perfect. We all have things 
things that we're not so good at. But it just means like that your brain's not going bananas, like blowing those things up and making them so big and so horrible and making those struggles or growth areas the reason why you can't have what you want, the reason why you can't take up space, right? Like the reason why you can't be at a level of excellence in your role. Because the truth is you can do incredible work in your job without being perfect, right? Like you don't need to be good at every single thing. And in fact, literally no one is. Like everyone, I talked about this in a past episode, everyone has a portfolio of skills. Some skills they're good at, some skills they're not good at. And no employer is hiring, expecting you to be strong in every single area. And the more you advance in your career, the more you can lean on the one or two things that you're really, really good at. So that's mindset. That was a lot, right? (laughs) I'm going to close off with the last item on the list, leadership. So we've covered execution. We've covered communication. We've covered mindset. The last thing on the list is leadership. And leadership is your ability to motivate and inspire others. So leadership becomes really important when getting things done isn't just about you showing up and getting the thing done but you have to work with a team. You have to work with maybe a team who reports to you. You have to work with other teams across the company. Like there's lots of interconnectedness and interdependence of people that's required in order for you to get your work done. The most extreme example of this is like someone who runs a company needs to have excellent leadership skills because they're actually, they're not doing any of the work. They're just coordinating across a bunch of people and not even coordinating, leading a bunch of people in all working together to achieve a shared goal. And so your leadership skills are almost like the next level beyond your execution skills, where execution is just what helps you get things done day to day, but then leadership is learning how to get things done when you can't get those things done in a vacuum. And so much of leadership skills are interpersonal relationship-based skills because the way that you get things done is by being a presence among your coworkers and your colleagues that feels very supportive, very strong, and very inspiring in a genuine way, right? When you become that person, people want to work with you. People want to collaborate with you. People want to be on your projects. Your projects go better and they're more productive because you have those great leadership skills. And leadership skills goes beyond just being able to motivate and inspire people but also being able to maintain forward progress and maintain momentum in the face of struggle and frictions and setbacks. This is one of the most important components of leadership. It's not just about being able to really inspire a team when things are going well, although that's like a super fun part of leadership. And I think it's really, really satisfying to just be able to cultivate a high-performing team and high performance across cross-functional projects when things are going okay. But a huge part of leadership is how you show up for conflict, how you show up for adversity, how you navigate those things. The more adept you are at maintaining forward momentum Even when challenges come up, whether the challenge is a conflict between people, whether the challenge is we're missing something that we need, whether the challenge is just like an unexpected curveball, whatever the challenge is, it's your ability to show up and to continue and to lead and steward and guide people through that challenge that makes you an incredible leader. And it starts with you. Like it starts within you. I believe that you can't become as strong a leader if you lack mindset skills. Because for me, mindset skills are you leading yourself, right? 
Because mindset is your ability to come back to your truth and your power when your brain is basically like shitting on you and telling you you're horrible and everything's going horrible and everything's going to turn out horribly. Mindset is your ability to be like, no, hell no. Like we are getting this thing done. I can totally do this. I can get this thing done. Mindset is your ability to lead yourself. And so the better you get at leading yourself, then the more natural it becomes to lead other people. So if you've gotten really good at leading yourself through adversity and really good at noticing when your mind is being discouraging and when you're going into self-criticism and you've gotten really good at being like, no, 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 I'm going to get this done. I can totally do this. Then when you're leading a team of people and they're getting discouraged and they're like, this is horrible and awful, it's going to feel really natural for you to be like, no, 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 we can do this. Like, let's figure this out. And even the way that you do that is so sincere because you've been doing it for yourself, right? You know how to pull yourself out of ruts. I think this is what makes the difference between a good leader versus a not-so-good leader and a good coach versus a not-so-good coach is when we have experience pulling ourselves out of something hard, we can offer that to others in a much more effective, authentic, genuine human way because we understand, right? So it's the difference between just like rah, rah, like fake encouragement for your team, which is BS, right? Like I think we've all been on teams where there's like fake encouragement and it it's more annoying. Like just don't even do it, right? To the leaders out there that are like doing fake team building and like pretending to like lead and encourage their teams and it's not coming from a genuine place, like, just stop. Like a memo to all of those leaders, you are doing more harm by pretending to be something you're not. Just own that you're a crappy leader and stop faking it. It drives me crazy. But anyway, when you do that genuinely for yourself, you come off more genuine to the people around you. And so leadership is about deepening first your capacity to lead and guide yourself through difficult things, and then learning to do that for others, learning to motivate and inspire others and maintain forward momentum when things are going really, really well and when things aren't going really well. Because I want you to think about Which person does the company want to hire to lead? Do they want to hire the person that can lead when things are going well? Or do they want to hire the the person that can lead even if things are going horribly, right? Like (laughs) you want the person that can weather the storm. This is why, and I'm going to do more episodes on this, but this is why things like difficult coworkers, right? Like annoying projects. Like this is why all of those things, I don't want you to view them as like, oh, this is a, a horrible part of my job that needs to be eliminated, I want you to view them as, oh, this is a place where if I develop strong leadership skills, I'm going to stand out because my company is going to see I can work with the difficult people. I can get the difficult projects done. Like I can lead through all of that stuff. And that's when you become so valuable to your company because not everyone can and wants to do those things. And so that is leadership. And that's a really high overview. I will do more and more episodes about leadership and about all of these topics, right? Because these are the topics that are so core to the work that I do. But to give you the summary, the four skills that will make you absolutely unstoppable in your career are execution, which is the core day-to-day work you do in your role. Second is communication skills, which are how you show people the valuable work that you're doing so that they can see what your contribution is. 
and reward you for it. Three, mindset, which is you not letting the negativity within your mind distort your understanding of yourself and keep you performing at a level that is below your actual skill level and your actual potential. And four is leadership, which is your ability to guide and inspire others and maintain that forward momentum, whether things are going really, really well, which is awesome. We love when things are going well, or whether things are going really, really hard and things aren't going that well. Those are the four skills. If you want to dive deeper into communication and get your communication skills to a best-in-class level, download my free course, Speak Like a CEO. I will link it below in the show notes. It's on my website, jessicasatcoaching.com slash free resources. I walk you through my framework called the three C's, which are three skills that are super important for you to convey authority in meetings. And when you know that you have the tools you need to convey authority, you will feel so confident going into those Zoom rooms. So I recommend downloading and taking that course. I've gotten super positive feedback on it. People have really, really enjoyed it. It's fun. It's playful. It's entertaining. So I think you'll like it. And if you want to go much deeper into building your communication skills, into working on your mindset and enhancing your ability to lead, that is really what my programs are for, is for you to take your work to the next level, to take it from just listening to a podcast to actually being in active professional development, training, coaching in rooms with me that are designed to help you further your growth in a much deeper way. There are two ways that I'm offering working with me right now. One is through my one-on-one coaching, which right now has a wait list, but I recommend just getting on the wait list if you think you wanna work with me one-on-one. Honestly, anytime within the next six to 12 months, even if you're not ready now, because my one-on-one is full and I slowly take people off the wait list as a one-on-one coaching spot opens up. One-on-one is great if you want very hands-on support and you wanna spend pretty much an hour with me every single week working on your professional development and your goals, growing your mindset and growing your communication and leadership skills. I also do a ton of work with my one-on-one clients to help them up-level into promotions, help them up-level through their job search into a higher role. And so if you're at a point where you're really ready for that next level, that is something that we can accomplish together in my one-on-one coaching. And the other way to work with me is in my group program, which I was talking about before with the workbooks and the mindset stuff. It's the Art of Speaking Up Academy. This is my signature group program. It's a six-month program where I walk you through the foundational tools that you need to grow your confidence, improve your mindset, like get into an unstoppable mindset and become a super powerful and effective communicator in meeting rooms. It is designed to help you elevate your confidence and communication skills to the next level so that meetings become a place where you show people what you're made of, you strengthen your reputation and get yourself on a path to growth and leadership. If you are interested in the Art of Speaking Up Academy, get yourself on the wait list by going to jessgazitcoaching.com slash academy and you'll be the first to find out when doors open for enrollment. I have watched so many women transform and let go of the quietness and let go of the hiding and access a confidence and a voice in meetings that has been surprising to them. And I would love to walk you through that process as well. I will drop all of the links below in the show notes. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is kind of a longer episode, but I'm so glad that you made it here and I will catch you next week. Bye.